0: Good morning, everyone. So glad you're tuning in to Vineyard of the Rockies. Let's get ready to worship together. My name is Matt Ferrand. I'm the worship pastor here. And I'm Emma. And we're going to lead you in a few songs to start out with. But before we get rolling, I wanted to mention that we're going to receive communion together at the end of the sermon today. So if you don't have communion elements with you right now, you can grab those. Whatever you've got on hand in your kitchen, whether that's bread or crackers, juice or even water, whatever you've got, let's get ready to participate and to receive at the Lord's table this morning. So grab that, come back. We'll be singing. Let's raise our voices together. Let us pray.
1: Let our songs be a sign.
0: We are here for you. We are here for you. Let your breath, let your breath come from heaven.
1: Feel our heart.
0: Here for you. Let's open our hearts to Him right now. To You, our hearts. You, our hearts are open. Nothing here is hidden.
1: You are one desire. You alone are whole
0: fire fall down Come and fall down God let your power, let your fire come Fill our homes, Lord let us experience you today in power Would you welcome in with me Sing we welcome you with praise Oh we welcome
1: you with praise We welcome you with praise praise almighty God of love be welcomed in this place we welcome you with praise we welcome you with praise almighty God of love be welcomed in every heart let every heart adore let every soul awake almighty God of love Welcome in this place. We welcome you with praise. We welcome you with praise. Almighty God of love, be welcome.
0: Father, we welcome you to come and have your way, have your way.
2: Even when you don't see it, even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't hear it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working.
1: you never even, when, even when I don't see it, you work Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working You never stop, yeah Waymaker, miracle worker Promise keep light in the darkness My God, that is who you are, yeah Light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are.
0: Yes, that's who
1: you are, God.
0: Let's raise our voices one more time. Let's sing, waymaker.
2: Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God. That is who you are. Waymaker. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God.
0: That is who God. God, thank you that we can count on you, that we can trust in you, that you are faithful, that you are good, and that your love endures through a thousand generations. I thank you. Thank you for who you are.
3: Thank you, Lord. Amen. 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 Well, good morning, everyone. My name is Jeff. I'm the lead pastor here at the Vineyard Church. So glad that you are joining us for another Sunday experience. We are wrapping up our series on prayer this morning. Today's message is titled The Power of Healing Prayer. The Power of Healing Prayer. This week, we are going to be in one of my favorite all-time chapters in the Bible, Matthew chapter 8. It's so good for so many reasons. I wish I had hours to explain uh, just how beautiful this section in text is, but I'm going to stay disciplined and preach just this one section here this morning. But before we jump in, I've got one quick announcement for everybody. I want to remind you that we are having a virtual vision night coming up this Wednesday night, May 13th at 7 PM, I really want to invite you, hope that you can tune into that. This is going to be a great night where we can share some of the plans for our future. I think this is going to be important for us to do as a church community, especially as we are navigating this kind of COVID-19 reality and some of the stay-at-home orders, safer-at-home orders are beginning to lift. We want to talk about that as a community, but we also just have some really exciting news to share and so if you consider Vineyard Church, your home church, we would love for you to tune into that. Of course, we've sent an email about that and, and we'll continue to promote that on social media and on our website. So you're gonna wanna stay uh, stay, uh, just in, in, informed about all that stuff and join us on that Wednesday night for sure. Let's pray. And then we'll jump into our final message from the series, The Power of Prayer. God, thank you So much for your presence with us. Thank you that as we're scattered across this city and and really as we're scattered around Northern Colorado and and the nation that your presence is here with us. I invite you, God, to come right now and speak through me. And I, I pray for each and every one of our homes that you would meet us in a unique way right where we're at this morning and speak to us about the power of prayer and how you heal today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, I want to just start by asking a, a question. Ha, have you ever seen God heal anyone? Do you believe in, in healing prayer? Does, does God in your worldview still do that kind of stuff today? Maybe you think that God can heal, but, but you're the type of person who saves all of those healing prayers for, for somebody else, maybe somebody who needs it more than you do. Have you ever prayed for healing for yourself? I mean, I know right now that we have people listening all across the city who land in different places when it comes to their belief on God's ability to heal. Today, you might be watching right now and and you have personally seen God heal somebody in your life. That's amazing. Maybe you've been healed yourself through the act of prayer. At the same time you might be watching and and you might hope that God heals but but you're not really sure if he does or not or, or maybe you're tuning in and you're exploring the faith altogether and you you haven't really made a decision on what you believe yet or or what you're going to do with the person of Jesus Christ. And I love that. I love that everybody all across the city is tuning in and they and we all have different questions about how this works. But for me in my journey I I've, I've seen some things. I've seen God move in miraculous ways. I, there have been things that have happened in my life that I, I can't unsee, right? I, things that I will never forget. And because of some of the things that I've experienced, as well as some of the things that I read, I have a deep conviction in my heart that God still heals today. I will never forget a mission trip that I took to Peru a a few years back. It was one of the most amazing experiences that I've ever been a part of. We were there for about nine days, and one day we were on a bus. We were driving to a marketplace, just kind of a city center, and and we got off the bus. We started playing a few songs just so that we could gather a crowd from, from everyone around, and then I got a chance to preach, just kind of open air right there in the city marketplace. It was It was a a thing I will never forget being able to do. And at the end of my preaching, just a basic message on salvation, I had this incredible moment of faith, just almost like it descended upon me from heaven. I looked out at the crowd, which at this point was probably about a hundred people or so with with many others just walking by and and tuning into what we were doing. And I said to the crowd, Jesus loves you. He died for you and he wants to have a relationship with you And I believe that Jesus will prove that right now by healing you if you're sick in your body. It was was a bold Holy Spirit moment. I I usually don't preach like that. I usually don't say those things flippantly, but I I really believe like God was moving in that that moment and he was activating my faith because he was about to move. I remember two people in particular that came forward based on that call to ministry. One guy was deaf. He had no hearing in his ear. And another guy hobbled forward with a couple of crutches. And just moments ago, he was begging on the side of the road for any kind of spare change. But I was full of faith. And I I really felt no pressure at all to, to make anything happen. I just had this deep sense that God was on the move. And so we reached out and we laid our hands on these two men. We prayed for them and asked God to demonstrate his love for them. And in one singular moment, both of them were instantly healed. The guy who couldn't hear just started shouting praises to God. And the man who came with the crutches ditched them and literally started running up and down the street in the city marketplace, praising God and giving him glory. It was unlike anything I had ever seen before. And as you can imagine, this created quite a stir in the city marketplace. It it drew a lot of attention because everybody knew these guys. I mean, that guy was probably on that street corner many, many times asking for spare change. Now they see him running up and down the street. The power of God had fallen in a unique way and people were all of a sudden coming forward from everywhere in order to receive prayer. And it was it was packed. All of a sudden we, we couldn't walk anymore. People were all over and around us and we just started praying for everybody And and things and moments like this, they, they have not happened frequently in my life. I think this was a unique type of situation where God had sovereignly decided to pour out his spirit and heal people. And after a significant amount of ministry time, it was actually time for us to go, but we couldn't get to the bus. The crowds were so pressed in around us. We actually had to kind of push our way through the crowds to get up onto the bus. And when we finally got in, I went to my seat. I was sitting by myself. And I remember just sitting silently, almost in complete awe of what had just happened, thinking to myself, thank you, God, that I got to experience that because I know that this is a unique moment when heaven came down to earth and and things like this just don't happen every day in our lives. I'm not sure I've experienced God's power in that kind of magnitude since that day, though I'm praying for more and more of those experiences in my life. And at the same time, like many of you, I have experienced a lot of unanswered prayers too. If you know me, you know that, that I've experienced loss in a, in a deep kind of way of, in even just the last few years, and, and, and I am not unaware of the sting of unanswered prayers. Sometimes it hurts in a huge way. And, and I've come to realize that the pain of unanswered prayers does not leave quickly. But in the midst of that pain, in the midst of those experiences of unanswered prayers that can sometimes cast a shadow on the power and activity of God that we have seen in our life, we can't allow those things and those moments to supersede our theology and what we read about in scriptures. We need God's word to take center place in our life and continue to pray for more experiences of his power. So to that end and and to that point, I want to read our scripture for today. It's from Matthew 8. I'm just going to start by reading verses 1 through 3. This is what it says in Matthew 8. Large crowds followed Jesus as he came down the mountainside. Suddenly a man with leprosy approached him and knelt before him. Lord, the man said, if you are willing, you can heal me and make me clean. Jesus reached out and touched him. I am willing, he said be healed. And instantly the leprosy disappeared." You have to remember that part of the historical context behind this passage was that lepers were completely rejected by their culture and the society around them. I mean, completely and utterly cut off. People had tied their sickness to the leper's sin or maybe even the sin of their parents. They thought God had rejected them. And so then the entire culture rejected them as well. They ended up living in total isolation for as long as they had leprosy. Being a leper in Jesus's day would, would put our little quarantine efforts to shame during coronavirus. I mean, you're talking complete isolation for years at a time. And on top of all of that, if they did decide to go out in public, they would have to identify themselves by shouting in the walkways in the streets, Leper! unclean, unclean. And as they walked around, they would have to declare themselves unclean so that everybody could walk away from them. You are talking about the highest levels of isolation and rejection. You're talking about a humiliation so deep that humans can hardly bear it. You're talking about a desperation so deep inside of you that it would make you cry out to God in ways you've never cried out before. And that's exactly what we see in verse two. This man approaches Jesus and says, if you are willing, you can heal me. And then I think one of the sweetest verses in the gospel of Matthew, verse three, Jesus reached out and touched him and said, I am willing. I am willing. He reached out and touched this man who maybe hadn't been touched in years, something nobody would have done to someone living in in complete rejection and isolation. Jesus looks at him and says, I am willing. I believe Jesus is looking at you this morning and saying, I am willing to heal you. Jesus is willing to heal you. He's, He's willing to heal this person and this morning right now. His eyes might be upon you saying, I am willing to heal you too. He's willing to show you compassion. He's willing to reach out and touch you to heal the darkest places of your heart, the the deepest pains of your mind, the isolated and rejected parts of your soul. Jesus is present with you this morning as you're listening to this in the comfort of your own home. He's willing to heal you. If you're sick, You don't have to wonder if you're good enough to get God's healing. You don't have to wonder if you're smart enough. You don't have to have enough of the Bible memorized. You don't have to have given enough to the local church for you to somehow magically unlock God's healing for you. Nowhere in scripture does it say that if you give enough, it will somehow magically unlock God's healing for you. That's, That's not how it works. Jesus is simply willing. And if that's you this morning, then in a moment, we're going to move into a time of ministry and prayer. And I believe that God might just do something miraculous in your life this morning. And of course, that that ministry time will be different because of the screens, but Jesus is bigger than all of that. Verse three, Jesus is willing to heal you. But before we get into ministry time and and, and start praying for each other, I want to address something. I want to talk about something that that I see from time to time in prayer meetings that that I think we could just talk about a little bit here this morning. That's the misconception that we have to, we absolutely have to lay hands on the person to see them healed. All right, we're just going to talk about that for a moment before we move into a digital kind of ministry time together, because I don't know about you, if you've ever been to a prayer meeting where where somebody requests prayer and it's like 20, 30 people gather around that person and they're all laying their hands on that person. And after a while, you kind of start to run out of appropriate real estate on where you can put your hands when you wanna pray for that person. And then there's that one person that just has to get in there. It's it's as if their prayer won't be answered unless their hand is also on top of that person. And, And it can just feel like there's tentacles all over you maybe you don't know what I'm talking about. But if you don't know what I'm talking about, the risk, is, the risk is that you're that person that always has to have your hand on the person you're praying for. And if that's you, you're in good company. That has been me before as well. But I think that this is a good moment to talk about this. And, and, and it really, it comes from a good place in people's hearts, doesn't it? I mean, as you read scriptures, you do see Jesus laying hands on, on people to pray for them frequently. Even later on in the book of James, it says to lay your hands on the sick, to pray for them, and they will be healed. And so this is a biblical model to lay hands on the sick. And but there's also biblical models where no hands were laid on anybody. And I think during COVID-19, this is probably appropriate time to draw our attention to some of those stories. As well. If you keep reading in Matthew 8, actually, the very next story, verses 5 to 13, I don't have time to read all of this text for you, but I would encourage you to read this throughout the rest of your day or week. If you look at that very next story in the Gospel of Matthew, it's a beautiful story when Jesus heals at a distance. That he's not right there, he's not laying hands on the person, but God moves even through distance, through physical distance. Distance In this particular story, there's a government official who wouldn't let Jesus come into his home, yet Jesus was still amazed at his faith, and through his prayers, without laying hands on anyone, the sick person was completely restored and healed. I think this is a great story for us right now. I've been meditating on this story as I've been praying for people in our church who are sick. I reminded our staff of this just a couple of weeks ago when we were praying for folks in our church that were sick, that God doesn't, that we don't always need to lay hands on somebody to see God move, that we can pray for them even from a long distance away. God's spirit is God's spirit. He'll do what he pleases. And of course, we would love to do ministry time together. We would love to, to call you forward and invite you to move forward for prayer. We'd love to sing over you while we're doing that. We would love to lay our hands on your shoulder and pray for you. But we also have a really great biblical example of when God moved, even when people weren't laying hands on those who are sick. You have to remember that Jesus is willing he wants to bring healing to every area of your body. He wants to heal your mind. He wants to heal your soul. He wants to heal all of the places that feel isolated, rejected, or full of pain. And, I, and, and as I close, I, I want to remind you of something that I said in the first sermon throughout this series on the power of prayer. And, that, and that's that although we don't always see the answers that we're asking for, the people who typically see more of God's power in their life are usually the same ones who pray for it more often. And so what's holding us back this morning? What's holding you back for asking again to see God move in your life? I don't know about you, but I am, I am willing to have a life marked with unanswered prayers if it means answered ones get thrown in there too. And because we can see in this text that Jesus is willing, that Jesus is full of compassion, I believe that he is ready to move in some of our lives this morning as well. Let's pray together. God, thank you so much for your presence here with us. We invite you, Holy Spirit, to fall upon us. We invite you to move right now in Jesus' name. Come and have your way. Amen. Amen. What well, the Vineyard, we always create an opportunity to reflect and to respond to what God is doing through this message and through our time together. And we're gonna do that again today. We'll start by taking communion and then we're gonna move into a time of healing prayer with one another. And we just, we just talked about it. Now we can actually step into the scene and asking God to move together. And so if you have your communion elements, I would encourage you to go ahead and grab those right now. We're gonna take communion together and then we'll move into that time of, of healing prayer. And this is actually a great time to take communion as we're leading into this place of healing prayer. Because on the night Jesus was betrayed, he met with his disciples. He took the bread, he broke it before them and he said, take this, my body broken for you in remembrance of me. Then he took the cup. And he said, this is my blood poured out as a sacrifice for you. Do this in remembrance of me. As you take communion this this morning, remember that the body of Christ was, was broken for you so that you could be made whole. That the blood of Christ was shed for you so that you could be made clean. Let's take communion now together as a church family and we'll move into a ministry time together. Now usually, at the end of a talk like this, we would also invite you to move forward for a time of ministry and prayer. And we can't Do that readily right now. But again, remember the story, the second story in Matthew 8. We might not be able to call you forward and lay hands on you in your presence, but God is willing to still move. And so what I want to do is I want to move into a time of ministry together right now as we're gathered, as we're worshiping and praying together, as we're on the chat together. And we want to invite God to move in your life right now. So if you are sick, if you're at home and you're sick and you're watching this, I wanna ask you to do something bold. I wanna wanna ask you to get into that public chat and I want you to request prayer right now for whatever needs to be healed. Now, I listen, I, I know that this can be, kind of vulnerable to, to just declare before everyone that you need prayer, that you want God to heal you, but this is our church family. We can do this together. I would, I would encourage you to keep it short, maybe one or two words about how we can pray for you. If you want to keep it a little more private, you can just say, I need healing. And You can type that into the chat right now. If you wanna keep everything completely private, there is a live chat button that you can push as well. And that will open up a private chat with someone from our staff. We would love to pray with you because I believe that God wants to do something in your life this morning. At the same time, if you're with your family at home, after you type in that public chat, maybe how you want God to move, I would encourage you as a family to surround that person in prayer, lay hands on them, and ask God to move as we continue to pray for you. And and finally, if you're with us this morning and you're not sick, then welcome to the prayer team. As you look at that public chat line, I just want you to start praying over every person and every need that you see. Pray and ask God to move in their life. Ask God to heal all of their wounds, heal all of their pains. Because when God's kingdom draws near, it is a powerful, powerful, Thing. So let's pray together right now and and as you're on the chat as you're asking for prayer. Let's keep the conversation to a minimum and the prayers as full as they can be. Let's pray together. Holy Spirit, would you come right now? Would you come across all of the houses where everybody is needing a breakthrough from you right now? Would you come, Holy Spirit? God, would you heal things like arthritis? Would you heal joint pain in Jesus' name? Would you lift the cloud of depression? Would you speak to anxiety and make it go away? Would you eliminate stress in people's minds and hearts? Would you heal cancer in Jesus' name? Would you heal back pain in Jesus' name? Holy Spirit, we need you to come right now. We're crying out in desperation for you, God. In Jesus' name, amen. But I encourage you to continue to pray and continue to ask for prayer as we respond together. There's also other ways that you can respond this morning. You can worship with us. You can give to God as an act of obedience, as an act of of love to Him as He's been generous to you. And if you've never made a decision to follow Christ, now is a perfect time to start that relationship. You can raise your hand virtually and declare to everyone that you want to start a relationship with Jesus this morning. And of course, as a staff, we would love to help you with that as well. So let's respond together, continue to pray, and worship with one another this
2: the light that you bring and when you
1: Come
2: and be put on his way So come and consume God, all we are We give you permission, our hearts are
0: that you are in this room. You are with us, Emmanuel. God, let your healing power flow. Let it move on us right now.
3: Thank you so much for joining us for another Sunday morning experience where we can worship and pray Hear from God's word together and respond to everything that He's doing in our life. If you're receiving prayer, I encourage you to stay on. We're continuing to pray for people right now. Thank you for the ways that you're responding to God. And I just want to say, if, if you felt like you experienced God in a powerful way this morning, then just shoot me an email. I'm going to put my email in the chat section, and I would love to hear a testimony of what God has done in your life through this time of worship and prayer together this morning. Thank you so much for tuning in and walking through this whole series together. We'll start a new, new series next week. I'm really excited about that. But God bless you. Have a great rest of your Sunday. And thanks for checking in. Take care.